Hi everyone, my name is Brennan Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Why isn't the music playing? <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> DJ! <laughs> podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. Guess what? What? You're wearing a bodysuit, I'm just realizing. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. Comfy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cute. Cozy. It? Where's the friend? It's from Dick Sporting Goods. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, bitch. God damn it. Um, this week, we're talking about Time Out, which is by Sean Hayes, Tom Milliner, and Carolyn Greenwald. That's a lot of people. It is. I'm curious. <laughs> yes, so Time Out is by Sean Hayes, Tom Milliner, and Carolyn Greenwald. Um, you may know Sean Hayes from Will and Grace fame. Um, it's just Jack. As uh, as soon as I said it when I told my family I was reading this, my sister screamed, Just Jack! But yes, do you want to read the book sleeve since sure. I um, f- fumbled, bumbled, and stumbled through the last one? Yeah. Are you in this dimension enough to do that? Oh, read it aloud? Yes. <laughs> During Pride Month? During Pride Month? In Chitwood, Georgia, Barclay Elliott is basically a legend. Here basketball is all that matters, and no one has a brighter spotlight than Barclay until he decides to use the biggest pep rally in town's history to come out to his school and things change quickly. What do you do successfully? Quickly. <laughs> quickly now. <laughs> Barclay is faced with hostility he never expected. Suddenly, he's at odds with his own team, and he doesn't have the grandfather to turn to the way he used to. But who is Barclay if he doesn't have basketball? His best friend Amy thinks she knows. She drags him to her voting rights group, believing Barclay can find a greater purpose, and he does. But he also finds Christopher, aggravating, fearless, undeniably handsome Christopher. He and Barclay have never been... Never been each other's biggest fans. Sparkly starts to explore other parts of himself he's been hiding away. He finds he might have so much more in common than he originally thought. Sparks turned into something more, though. Barclay has has to decide if he's ready to confront the privilege and popularity that have shielded him his entire life. Is he ready to take a real shot at love he was fighting for in the first place? This back art. Oh, yeah, you didn't get to see that. I was actually um, obsessed with that. Every time I would close the book, I would flip it over because I thought that was so funny. Unwell. <laughs> Carolyn's, um, like, author, like, blurb, the bio about them is very mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> Hollywood lackey. Everything's making sense now. Mm-hmm. I think they're all TV writers. They're all TV writers for a very specific genre of sitcom. Will and Grace? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I so, wish Deborah Messing helped write this book. No! There would be more musical numbers. There would be less Karen in it. <laughs> Karen was the star. <laughs> of the book? No, of Will I and Grace. I wish. Yeah. Um, so... 
I would just like to say, as a person who came out at a family event, mm-hmm. um, maybe an event <laughs> isn't the place to do it. It's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. I did that, and I think about it a lot because it's funny, because, um, <laughs> of course, that would happen at my brother's birthday. Of course, it was someone else's so birthday. Someone made a poor gay... Frankie, of all people, made a gay joke. Uh-huh. Probably the only time they've made a gay joke. <laughs> and I said, well, that's not funny because I'm gay. And everyone was like, what? Or didn't hear and didn't understand why I was so upset. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, I get it. I get the appeal of coming out in a pep I don't. I don't. You don't understand the appeal. No. <laughs> Period. I don't understand the appeal of anything. Don't come out. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. No, that's not the message we say during Pride Month. During Wrath Month. <laughs> it's not Wrath Month yet. Next month no. is prep Wrath Month. Yeah. Prep Month. Um, so, this takes place in Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. Is Chitwood's fake. Yeah? It it's sounds like real. Town. It does sound real. I mean, it sounds like Georgia. Here, let me get some typing sounds in mm-hmm. on this podcast episode. <laughs> We're doing research. I'm hacking. I'm in the system. It looks like a lot of things around Atlanta are called Chitwood, Chitwood Ceremony, Chitwood Lake. Oh, so maybe there's like a, a greater like town called Chitwood? Yeah, but I'm just seeing Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia? The Chitwood Mallory Agency, Allstate. Chitwood Orchard. Yeah, it's like, seems legit. It's probably like a borough. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's interesting. I thought it was a made-up place because I just assumed it was. Because um, that would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it felt like a southern town. Minus, like, people being polite. Because that's the thing that whenever people from the South come to visit, they're always very polite. Mm-hmm. Um, at my store specifically, so that's just, like, the interactions that I've had. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems like the town was outwardly pretty violent. Yeah, that sounds like the South. Yeah. <laughs> very poli- Where does politeness work into that? Oh, Southern, southern hospitality means you're really sweet to people. And further face because it's rude to be mean. You can't offend people, but you can call them slurs behind their back. What about to their face? If they're from a specific group of people, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm caught up. <laughs> um, I forgot that you're from the South. <laughs> from the South. North Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina. There we go. Oh, yeah, then I am right. Yeah. Yeah. How did you how did you feel about the main character other than the fact that he maybe should not have come out at the pep rally? Um <laughs> cuz I also think that he maybe should not have done that. Uh most of his choices were bad and I think he's <laughs> stupid, but then I also was like he's 16. Like the entire time I was reading the book, I was like, "Why are you saying that? Why are you doing that? You're 16 years old." <laughs> like literally like yeah. every decision I was like, "What the fuck?" You're a teenager. That this yeah, is, this is what yourself. a teen does. Yeah, this is a think of gay Brendan, and by that I mean sixteen year old Brendan. No, do it. Think of him. Bring him up. <laughs> so, I felt like 
when I came out, I feel like maybe I had the, a similar inkling of like, oh my god, everyone hates me. And it's like, yeah. no, it's just like maybe two or three people. Yeah. Not everyone does. And yeah. maybe because they're not sp- like sticking up for you. Yeah. Specifically, it's like you feel like My everyone hates you. Were. And he was just like, you fucking hate me. And Zach's like, I'm trying to talk to you about how <laughs> I support he you. He wasn't and he was like, I can't believe you hate me. He's like, I'm literally fighting for you. I'm literally he wasn't originally. <laughs> he wasn't originally. <laughs> So oh, I two under- days ago? Yeah, I understand that. People if someone are- wrongs you immediately, do you give them another chance? It depends on the scenario. If you had just come out to someone and they wronged you, <laughs> would you give them another chance? No! You would not! I know you! Don't um, be rude! Anyway. Yeah. No, I feel like I have forgiven people for less, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, I kind of understand um, from his perspective mm-hmm. that, like, the initial reaction from his mother... Yeah. His best friend. Mm-hmm. And, well, also the team and the coach, too. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Everyone's, like, initial reaction was, I think, really poor. I don't think he's met a gay... I don't know how he knew he was gay. Because I don't think he's met a gay person or knows what gay people are. Or has seen a gay person. He's a sports gay. That's different. (laughs) True. Yeah. But I don't think he's met a gay person or seen a gay person or knows what a gay person is. I have that super, like, I guess, like, you could say butch if you would. Like, an outdated term. Super (laughs) masculine gays that I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) You like guys? Okay. Not that you can't be masculine gay. I'm not saying that, obviously. <laughs> but, like, there were kids that, like, I graduated high school with that, like, in their adult lives are, like, v- very out. Yeah. But, like, if they had told me that, it, like, I would have been like, what? I just don't You're understand sports gay. how he was like, yes, the small southern town I live in will accept me as a gay teen. Well... I think Amy brings up a good point. The character Amy, his very good friend, is like, yeah, because you're, you, you dummy, you thought that, like, anyone would care about you outside of sports. Yeah. 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 And he's like, but they do. And it's like, no, they don't. Yeah. They want you to do sport well. You do sport well. Yeah. Throw so ball. Like, Throw ball in a hoop. I mean, the thing is, I can see. Him saying, like, oh, I have a platform. Like, I should maybe, like, it would be good for me to do this. Yeah. Um, So I think that was kind of the point. Um, So, like, I can kind of see that because he lived under the protection of the team. Mm Mm-hmm. And as soon as he stepped out of line or showed that he was different from the team, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's how the army operates. Like, you're not allowed to be different than the team, if you will. Don't ask, don't tell? Yeah. It was... It, perhaps? Maybe. That's what that kind of feels like. It's like a... That's how the coach was treating it. He's I like, mean, whatever you're doing, you're yeah. like... Also, like, you're talking to a kid right now, so maybe don't say something along the lines of whatever you do in your bedroom is none of my business, which mm-hmm. I feel like he all but said. Right. Yeah, I think Amy, like, brought that up. Because she was like, yeah, you thought that... You would be fine outside of the little box that you've been protected by, but you yeah. you weren't. So now you understand like how it is for everyone else. Right. I feel like we haven't read a sports book that was like 
I feel like you're on the team and you're gay and it's not good. Yeah. Because I feel like the only other one we read was the Paul Kutcher's book, mm-hmm. where it's like, you're gay and you're fucking the team. You're playing <laughs> hockey and you're fucking the hockey. That's my favorite genre. You're fucking hockey. Um, no. No. We ha- I don't think we have. Oh, I was like, no, we have? No. 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 Do you have a- anything else you want to add? Heather, to you over there? Felt like an episode of Degrassi. Okay, but it was here's very the after school special. Well, <laughs> that's all of Degrassi, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it just didn't feel like realistic. It felt like a very, like. Mm hmm. Um, which I guess is not necessarily a bad thing, but, like, uh,. It felt like very performative, kind of. Like, it was like, we have a small southern town, and this main character is going to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and he's going to be gay. So it sounds like <laughs> what you're saying is that this feels like a television show. It feels like an episode of Hot in Cleveland. Only, what? No, okay, stop that. That's not that's not, that's not true. Not true. Well, one of but Todd Milner mm-hmm. wrote for Hot Cleveland according to the book sleeve and the mm-hmm. dialogue makes more sense. <laughs> it feels sitcom. It feels very like written for television, which like I don't know how else to describe. Granny doesn't speak pop up first before Hot in Cleveland for you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but there like too. I don't know. There's like a I feel like there's like a specific like candor to how people speak, speak that is for TV, specifically mm-hmm. like sitcoms or like multicam shows mm-hmm. and then like stuff for, I don't know. It just felt like very like of that genre. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean like if this was turned into a script that sounds like it would make sense. No, for saying. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Like it already has the beats of like a, a, TV, show. Like a TV show. Yeah. And I think that like a lot of the characters felt like, like, when they were introduced, I could hear, like, the audience cheering as they, like, walked in. <laughs> like, it had that energy. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, I feel like the way that I like to write, I think of, like, how it would be, like, if I saw it visually. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's, like, kind of <laughs> how I write in my Gossip Girl rotted brain. Yeah, maybe. Chuck Bass. <laughs> it's me. I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. I can't believe you do that to me. His Chuck Bass. Stinky little nose. Yeah. Um, his deep head. <laughs> his deep head? His head is too deep. It's so long. Why is it like that? Why is it spicy? Why is it spicy? <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing that like I would say is that uh so the book is less than three hundred pages, which it's very I mean short. which was nice. Um I can't do long form sports books. Like I think I would have melted my brain out of my ears if it was, yeah. like, a 500-page book but I, about just about basketball. Oh, basketball, no. Hockey. Hockey is different. <laughs> but I think that Christopher... <laughs> Christopher reminded me of myself in high school in a bad way, and I know you saw that coming. <laughs> Did you? He just, like... <laughs> This, he felt like all of the characters felt like they should be in not another teen movie. Like they had, they're like, like they were very like, this is my trope and here's how I'm acting. Yeah. Like, like, the, <laughs> like he was very like, 
I'm the edgy art kid, and this yeah. is how I behave. Well, that's my exact- name is Christopher, not Topher, not Chris. It's Christopher. Okay, absolutely no. I've never speak to that person again. I'm not kidding. <laughs> when I say my name is Brendan to people, and they go, "Hi, Brandon," I just want to go. That's a different name, you, though. You literally have no cognitive listening skills. That's like if you like got mad at me. I mean, I don't really. I call you weird things, but like as we far call as each like other the dumbest things, yeah. yeah. But like if I called you like Bren or something, like oh yeah, like hey Brian, can you do this? Like that's mm-hmm. like a shortening of your name. You wouldn't yeah. like freak out at me. Everyone with the name Chris, I'm not kidding, Christopher that I've met that does not like to be called Chris, yeah, behaves that way. They're insane. There was a gentleman forever ago when I was in college that I made out with. I think at a party. And gay, gay, and um, I remember I called him Chris, and he goes, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Chris?" He goes, "No, no, it's Christopher." Oh, absolutely not! And I was like, "Wow, um, do I? Is that what I sound like when I correct people and go, actually, it's not Brandon?" No, because Brandon is a different name. It is. I'm saying. And it's also spelled differently. It's spelled differently. It's a different name. It's like when people get like. You don't go to the store and buy. Raisin Bran. You go to the store and buy Raisin Bran. And that's why I on that. Exactly. Say that. <laughs> I lost the plot. Do that. Do that. Um, speak on it. This is your moment. This is your moment. Have this is it. Your moment, yeah, so to me it sounds like because you're on this podcast, I would say the professional YA <laughs> television um, enthusiast. <laughs> Am um, I? I would say so because you've watched you've watched Dawson's Creek, so like classic ones, Dawson's Creek. I'm currently, Degrassi. I'm currently watching Dawson's Creek for the first time. I yeah, Degrassi, Ride or Die. Yeah, Degrassi. but you've also watched newer ones, and I've also forced you to watch things like Gossip Girl. Next, it's going to be Pretty Little Liars because I, I, can't, I, I can't. I think you need to. I can't to understand can't. my brain rot. I can't. We have to watch one of my stupid shows. That's fine. <laughs> I okay. don't know what mine are. Yeah, you don't have any stupid shows. Below deck. All of my stupid shows are reality TV. Yeah, I watched those with you. <laughs> God. No, I think if this was like an Amazon like whatever, what is it? Prime Video? If, yeah. I feel like if this was like a Prime Video thing or like a Disney Plus show. Oh, it feels very Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it would be in the same category as like Girl Meets World yeah. and like whatever the current that, show is that on. meets they whatever they have whatever they got going on right now yeah. what was not it? love victor shake it off or whatever yeah the thing that zendaya was on yeah oh yeah yeah so like i feel like it feels like that um which i don't necessarily have a problem with which is probably why i had a like a pretty chill time <laughs> reading it um because i was able to absorb it yeah um, and I'm not saying it's like that's. I hate saying something is easy to read because I don't want someone to hear that and go, "Oh, so this is not challenging." I'm not. Oh well, it's for twelve and up, so yeah. it is geared towards a younger audience. Yeah, it's like middle grade. That's not middle grade, but like, yeah, it's YA, but it's for younger students. So that mm. does make sense that it's like the way it's written, like less than three hundred and fifty pages. Short. It's short, and it's like pretty straight to the point, and mm-hmm. it's like pretty reliant on like tropes and. Mm-hmm. It's above middle grade. Mm-hmm. Did you so uh, again? This book isn't like an, an I don't think inherently violent book. The thing that like I was curious about while it was happening is that like there's so much I don't think we've read for a while any kind of like 
school jockey, like, everyone on the, like, the sport team is an asshole specifically to, like, the art kids, Mm -hmm. if you will. I feel like we haven't read that in, like, something like that in a a while. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was interesting to see, because I just haven't, like, read something like that in a little bit, of the, like, the jockey being, like, knocked down. It's like, no, actually, everyone that you associate with on that team is, like, Mm -hmm. really shitty. Um, and you should be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And it only it takes you being gay to realize. Yeah. Welcome to season one. Season one of Riverdale. No. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I'm a freak. Because it's not like 350 pages. The like politician part of the story couldn't get fleshed out more. That felt like so rushed. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like thrown in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved more about that, but also at the same time, like. It's not, like, where the book ended, they don't mention it. Like, once, like, the story progresses and we Mm -hmm. get closer to the end end of the book, like, the last, like, couple of chapters. Yeah. So I want to say the last, like, 60 pages, I want to say, at Mm -hmm. most. Um, So basically from page 200, because I think it's 261 pages. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, like, there was going to be more of that and, like, the villain and his, his shitty dad... Yeah. Like, there was going to be, like, the vote off. Yeah. Um, season two. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe so. I feel like it's always so wild that, like, um, people, and they do, they get away with, like, bribing, like, school officials. Yeah. Like, that is so fucking wild to me because, A, my parents would have never done that. Uh, because they'd be like, oh, you're failing? Well, that's your, like, why, why aren't we doing, like, that's on us. Well. Not, like, who can I bribe to get my dumb son to stop being dumb? Right. Um, the, like, school bribery part of the situation there. I was gooped. I know that happens. rich people business. No, I know, and I, I think, I just don't, I don't have that sort of brain rot, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, like, I can't fathom that happening in real life. I know it does. It's just so bonkers to me that you're that ballsy to, like, buy off the school president and, like, this and that. For high school? I mean, a lot of, like, high school funding comes from sports if they are, like, any kind of, Mm -hmm. like, championship or any kind of, like, if they do well in tournaments. So, like, they're gonna do what they can to protect the students that give them money so that they can buy things for the school and not the teachers. I think because I've just never, like, fathomed, like, buying a fancy car for the principal. Like, mm-hmm. like nothing like that. Like, that's wild to me. That's rich people business. It is. It really is. That's, yeah. And so, the town that they live in... Yes. I guess it has, like, a mix of people who are, like, super well-off, so, like, the villain and his father. Mm-hmm. Um, a Trotsky or something? Yeah. I I hated the spelling of the last name only because I was like off Trotsky or something. It was so it was just like a, a strange name. The names were weird. I'm so sorry. Why the why is the main character named after the Barclay Center? <laughs> is that a basketball place? Yeah, it's where the New York Nets play. I mean, basketball was a big part of the family. But, like, did they really do that to him? Did the parents do that to him, or did the authors do that to him? I would like to know. The parents did that to him. Well, I think think that was the, like, the, maybe that was Scratch's dream to be able to play there. Maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of basketball history in this book. Dribbling and stuff. Dribbling. Pivoting. Pip. 
Pivoting. Pivoting. Wow. But yeah, so this week we've been talking about Time Out by Sean Hayes, Tom Milliner, and Carolyn Greenwald. My name is Brennan Patrick, that's Sophie Green losing her absolute shit, and <laughs> you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. Outro music! <laughs>